beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hey everybody, welcome to Smut Club. I'm Chelsea. I'm Hannah. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> That's an apt. That's an apt introduction. Yeah, right? it feels right for where we are. You know, p- both personally, professionally, <laughs> just on emotionally, really. Yeah, yeah. Just on this day, we're recording. Just that really welcome to the shit show. Really covers us on all bases, on every front. Man, I should start using that more. It's really all encompassing. It really is. Like I maybe like. I'd get, yeah, no, that wouldn't go well. I was wondering if I could put it as my sign off on my email signature no, at work. you couldn't do that. I don't think. I did see where like one like, on, I think it was on TikTok where like one Gen Z girl kept like changing yes. her into like until my boss notices. And I'm like, I feel like my bosses would notice very quickly. And then it would, depending on who got the email, I would have someone sending me a chat being like, you free to hop on a link real fast? Yep. Within, like, end of business, if not the next day. For sure. For sure. You know, so that made me think of, this isn't super relevant, but um, for those who have listened to our very first episode, um, Cardigan Guy from where I work, yesterday was his last day. He is moving on and really excited about what's coming next and everything. And so we did a whole thing to say goodbye to him yesterday. We had lunch and all this stuff. And somebody got him a card that we were all supposed to sign. And I did not know what to write. So I just put warmest regards. <laughs> and that was it <laughs> in his card. And when uh, I saw him at the end of the day and I was like officially saying goodbye. He's like, I just want you to know that uh, warmest regards hurt the most. <laughs> hurt the most. <laughs> well, there's also like, depending on how, I feel like work cards, like depending on how many people are signing them. You're oh, like, a lot, a lot. Like, we're you can them. only write best of luck, will miss you. Like so many times you're like, what can I put that's different and not what every single other person put? So you're like, I'm going to shoot my shot. And he's like, your shot. It hit really hard. Yeah. Your shot landed. Well, I also, so we do this thing where I work called transformation. So when patients finish their time, we give them a word and quotes and stuff, and it's all very sweet. So somebody had the idea to do this for him, and he is um, not that kind of individual. And I immediately knew that he would hate it. So I was like, yes, I will take this on. I will do that. You're like, he'll hate it. Let's let's fucking go. Sign me the it. fuck up. I full named him on the sheet, right? <laughs> we gave him the word growth as his word to take with him. Everybody on the team is sending me uh, like uh, quotes and shit. So I put what a long, strange trip it's been like on the front. Mm-hmm. And then somebody put something about like, you know, uh, as long as you are moving forward in growth, you're never falling behind or something like that. All the super 
like uplifting shit. And then I put the picture of Michael Scott in front of the whiteboard where it says you, you miss 100 percent of, of the shots, shots you don't take. take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Um it was an absolute disaster, but he didn't know that it was me <laughs> because my boss presented it to him. I didn't know that she was going to read every quote. <gasps> so she stood Incredible. there and read every quote, including one that was something along the lines of like, um, don't ask me how my day was at work. It, it's a lot like a drive-by shooting. I'm just glad I made it out alive. Oh my gosh. She read that out loud. She read that out loud. And I was like, oh, fuck me running. Like, <laughs> I didn't choose that quote, but I did include it. So incredible. Yeah. So then I told him at the end of the day that it was me. And he was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll miss you too. Love you too, buddy. I wish you well in your future endeavors. So there was, I think it was Big Trouble in Little China the 80s mm. movie. Yeah. But there was like some, I could be getting my my 80s adventure movies confused. <laughs> but there's a quote where they like go and like to get this advice. And he's like, the oxen are slow, but the earth is patient. And they're like, what? Like that, that <laughs> advice is not helpful for what we needed. But that's what I thought of when you were like, having to submit a quote about growth, I 100% would have gone with the oxen are slow, but the earth <laughs> is patient. And then when you're like, and then my boss read all of them out loud, I was just like, <laughs> no one would know what to do it with it. It was really bad. Oh, that feels like a mockumentary, like a Parks and Rec it kind of It was a little scene. bit, yeah. And he even said, when I told him it was me, um, I felt a little bit like, um, what's her name on Game of Thrones? like. I've never watched Game of Thrones. What? Okay. And I don't feel bad about it. Well, honestly, the show was a bit of a letdown. The books have been excellent, but Christ only knows if he's ever going to finish the story. But the point is, there's at one point, this old woman kills a lot of people um, as revenge for the death of her own family. And so she's about to die. She knows she's about to die. And then she's like, tell the queen it was me. I want her to know. And that's what you felt like. That is exactly what I felt like. I was like, if he hadn't come to see me, I would have told him later, been like, tell William it was me. I I want want him to know. know. Well, not that it really leads us into today's book, but because we should probably pivot there at some point. (laughs) That is why we're here, I guess. Uh Um, Today we're here for the book, You Can Have Manhattan by P. Is her name, last name, D'Angelico? I don't know. It's D-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-O. That sounds D'Angelico? Yeah. Better than... Dang, Elico. Like, that's what I was just thinking. (laughs) Dangelico. I feel like... (laughs) I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, P. Mm. I also... I should have looked up what P stood for. (laughs) Just P, period. Pangelico. Pangelico. Whatever. Frangelico. That's not it. No. So what is this Marzipan. I don't know. <laughs> like all of these words feel similar. <laughs> Rolling off my tongue. Oh, geez. We're not even drinking. What, honey? Pseudonym. Pseudonym. <gasps> oh. P for pseudonym. 
Because the English language is stupid and pseudonym starts with a P. It It is not an easy language. Mm-hmm. I feel very bad when, pe- when like people are, are like, how do, why? And I'm like, I don't know either, bro. <laughs> These words are confusing as shit. Yep. So, all right. Um, you can have Manhattan. It's feel good. It's just like lighthearted. It's honestly, there's a lot of like really funny things and like parts of this book that are like, very understated. Right. Um, in a way that I was like, man, I'm bummed that like we won't be able to capture mm. all of it. So if you're just like looking for, I'm just going to tell you now, if you're looking for like a cozy rom com book, I would recommend this one. Is this like a warm bowl of nothing level? Um, I would rate it higher okay. than some of the warm bowls of nothing. Like it's definitely like, do I see a world where J-Lo stars in the TV? Uh, well, no, that's made in Manhattan. That's why I thought of J-Lo. <laughs> I was going to say, the main girl in this one is blonde, so not J-Lo. Um, like, at one point in the book, there's a drunk dude hitting on her at the bar. He's like, has anyone ever told you you look like Blake Lively? And she's like, not anyone sober. Is <laughs> like, kind of the energy like of this book. So we open with Sydney. We do go back and forth between Sydney and Scott's points of view. Got it. Um, I feel like there is a little bit more like Sydney than Scott, but honestly, there's a lot where I'm like, it you don't really matter. like need to. Sp- yeah, yeah you, like I feel like there's some chapters where you're like, oh, it's important to note we're switching. Then I feel like this happens in like the book, the the yeeted book that we just like recently reviewed, right? Where mm-hmm. like you're like, there's dual points of view, but then like a lot of the times you're like, eh, eh, it doesn't really matter. So we open with Sydney. She is a high-power lawyer. She's general counsel for Blackstone Holdings. She's been there for like a decade. Her boss is Frank Blackstone. He's this like ruthless hard-ass who also loves a good prank. She like describes where like he once threw a gala um, and then didn't like charge anyone for it. Like he like threw this like gala and then afterwards stuck all of the attendees with the bill. And then (laughs) when they didn't pay, he's like, oh, you want me to go public with the fact that you didn't pay for this gala? Then he took all of the money and donated it to a charity. (laughs) (laughs) That level of ruthless. And I'm like, I fuck with this. I like that a lot. With this man. And he's very much a father figure to Mm. Sydney. So, okay, we're going to start a little bad news bears. He's dying. So you're like, here's this character that's really endearing and very lovable. Now that you enjoy him and are semi-attached to him, he is in He's fact more of like dying. a ruthless asshole, mm. but like endearing in that. Yeah. So he has he's telling Sydney he has melanoma, it's come back, mm. and he has a year at most. Um Frank, it's very important to him because he's Frank Blackstone and he wants Blackstone holding to stay in the family, and he very much views Sydney as family. Um, so he's like, I want you to take my place as CEO. Like, I want you to step into that role. This is my, my wish. Um, but he's like, I need my family to maintain controlling interest. I view you as family. Are you legally my family? No. No. So what I need you to do is marry my son. (laughs) My small favor, my playboy dipshit son. (laughs) Who's like 38 years old. And Sydney's like, yeah, I remember him. I kissed him at, like, she doesn't say this, but like is like ruminating on it. And she's like, I kissed him at um, like Frank's daughter's wedding. Things went sideways. She's like, I heard a story about one time he like 
He's like, he'll fuck anything that moves. He brought home a clown. She had a mini donkey with her. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's just like, yeah, 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 no, I know who Scott is. Yeah, that Um, that would be my son. Yep. Yes. So Frank's like, you need to marry Scott, my son, and you need to stay together for three years and then get divorced. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. But like, you need— I'm going to be dead anyway. Truly. He's like, for my plan to come to fruition— I need you to marry my son and stay married for at least three years. And so Sydney reluctantly says yes, but also like this company is very important to her. She's right. been there forever. Um, so then Frank calls Scott <laughs> and is like, <laughs> like, hey, by the way, I have a plan. Yeah. And he's like, so I need you to marry Sydney. And Scott's like, also ruminating. He's like, I remember her. I kissed her at my sister's wedding. And then she need me in the balls. And you don't forget a woman who almost turned you into a eunuch. <laughs> like, it's very, this is where he's at. Right. Um, and so Frank's like, you need to marry Sydney. And Scott's like, I will not. Thank and, you for offering. And Frank's no. like, I will cut you off financially. And Scott's like, cool. I run a ranch um, out here in Wyoming. It is very lucrative. I'm doing great. So cut me off. I don't give a shit. And so then Franklin goes for, like, the, the kill okay. shot uh-huh. and um, tells him that um, he's like, well, you know, all of that land you've been having me buy up for years because you want to, like, like, land preservation is the only thing you give a shit about and you want to turn it into a national park. Cool. If you don't marry Sydney, I'm going to break up all of those millions of acres and sell them off. Oh, Cool. Ooh, she's on cold. her she's on her way to Wyoming. That's cold. Yeah, he's like, she's on the private jet. She'll be there soon. <laughs> Pick her up from the airport. Yes. Be a doll. Right. Oh, also worth noting, Frank told asked Sydney not to tell Scott about his diagnosis. Was like, oh. I want to tell my son in my time. And Sydney's like, I respect that. Like it's not really like mine to tell. Mm. Um, but yes, so Scott runs the lazy S ranch in Wyoming. Um, Does S stand for shit? Lazy shit? Lazy shit? Lazy Scott? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I feel like they might clarify at some point. I don't really remember. Um, But he's like 38 now. He really has settled down over all of these years. He's like a solid businessman is like doing great. Just like, but he's also like, yeah, I went to business school. I was going to follow my dad's footsteps. Not where I wanted to be. I am a rancher in my soul. (laughs) I mean, my words, not his. Um, yeah, so the plan is that, like, Sydney's going to go out there, hang out with Scott, they'll get married, do what they need to do, and then she's going to trade, like, two weeks on, two weeks off between Wyoming and New York. Um, Sydney, like, checks into the Four Seasons, is admiring, like, a cowboy at the bar as she walks past into her room, and she's like, man, they don't make them like that in New York, goes to her room. It's Scott. What? (laughs) He's at the. He knows she's gonna be at the Four Seasons because he's like, where else would she be? He's like, mm-hmm. she's a boo, like a bougie, frigid ice queen. This is the only thing that would be up to her standard. So, he's at the bar trying to get a glimpse at her, and he's like, she's still really beautiful. She still looks like a frigid ice bitch. It's <laughs> kind of like <laughs> his thought with it. And so, he goes and knocks on her hotel room door and um, is like, hey. I need you to call this off. And she's like, I will not, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but 
like how he tries to escalate it. He's like, are you sure you want to be married to me? Like, I, I swear a lot. I drink a lot. I stay out all night. She's like, yeah, okay. He's like, I bring, I bring women home. Like, I have sex with a lot of women. And she's like, okay. And he goes, sometimes I have orgies. <laughs> and she's like, really? Like, with other men? And then he's like, no, no, no. You're not, you're not paying attention to the details. <laughs> like, sometimes I have orgies. And then she's like, do you want me to draft an NDA that you can give them? <laughs> she's like, don't threaten me with a good time, babe. Like, come on, no. Truly, she's like, is any of this supposed to phase me? Like, <laughs> so he eventually gets frustrated and he's like, fine, we'll talk tomorrow. Make sure you do the security lock on your door when I leave. And then it takes off. <laughs> he's like, she's frigid. This will scare her off. Truly. Nope. No, not, not at all. So then um, we meet Scott's best friend, Ryan, and his office manager, Laurel, who are just like fun, endearing side characters. Like, And they're the only ones he tells about this arrangement, that it's not like going to be a true marriage. <laughs> and his best friend is like, is she hot? And he's like, she's my future wife. And he's like. But is she hot? So yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's like. Fuck this. I'm not getting the responses I want and or need from people here. Why won't you just do what I want? Right? Truly, Scott's like, I'm trying to kill this deal before it gets legs under it. And everyone's like, okay. So she, you have to marry a hot lady for three years. (laughs) My heart breaks for you, my guy. Who's like successful in her own right and not like mooching off of you. We hate this for you. What a terrible predicament you're in. Truly. So it's the next morning. Scott goes to pick Sydney up from the hotel. He shows up in this like rickety shit pickup truck with his two giant dogs that are Irish wolfhounds. Nice. Those are not small dogs. They are not. No. They're huge. They're huge. If you need a good laugh, like – Google Irish wolfhounds and, like, look at how large they are, and especially when they think they're lap dogs. Yes. Oh, so cute. They're, like, I feel like they're, like, as close to Clifford as you're going to get. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, they are, they are huge dogs. So, he picks her up in this, like, rickety pickup truck with his two giant dogs who smell like they live on a ranch. Because they do. Because they do. He's, like, hitting every pothole. (laughs) Like, at one point, she almost drops her phone, but then, like, to save her phone, she, like, hits her head on the dashboard, (laughs) and she's like, cool, 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 cool. This shit This is fine. This is fine. Um, Also, on this drive, why she had her phone in her hand, she declined a call from her grandmother's attorney. We do find out her grandmother recently passed away. Mm -hmm. That will come into play. So... They get to the ranch. He gives her a tour of his cabin. It's like 500 square feet, super outdated. Like the only updated thing at all is a flat screen TV. But like, it's like one of those like Walmart Navy comforters on the bed, like nothing else, like very bare bones, lumpy couch kind of energy. She's like, well, there's one bed here. Like what's the sleeping arrangement? And he's like, I guess you sleep on the couch. And she's like, okay, I've slept in worse places. And like, we will learn more about her as this goes. Yeah. But like pretty much everything he's doing to try and face her, she's like, 
I've had worse. Like, right. try me, bro. Like, I've had worse. I'll, mm-hmm. I can sleep on a lumpy couch. Um, also, then, like, Scott, I forgot. Scott calls his sister for camaraderie and, like, tells her what's happening. And he's like, I have to marry Sydney Evans or whatever. I think her last name is Evans. And his sister's, like, just starts hysterically laughing. <laughs> and she's like, lols, that girl hates you. <laughs> Sucks to suck, bro. Good luck. Like, Love you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Scott is not getting any of the sympathy. He's like, where's the support? Truly. So she's back at the Four Seasons at this point. He texts her and he's like, be ready to fly by four. They go to Vegas to get married. Um, they check in to the hotel and he's like, be at the chapel at nine. Don't be late. And he just takes off. So like, they're not really bonding as husband and wife at this point. Um, well, they also aren't husband and wife yet, uh, yet at this point. Um, so she is there at like 9 o'clock. He's not. 9.15 rolls around. He's not. 9.30 rolls around. He's not. And she's like, I'm being stood up for my own wedding that I didn't even want to be a part of <laughs> that is like part of essentially a business deal because my father figure is dying. Like what? Like this is like... A new low right. of embarrassing. She's right. like, standing here with fucking Elvis at the wedding chapel in <laughs> Vegas. Aw. Right? Um, and so while she's standing there and is, like, kind of embarrassed, um, and she's just kind of thinking about her life choices that have led her right. here, like, right? how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what? So um, we do learn that there's someone from her past that she'd, like, she'd previously hired a PI to try and find. Um, we learned she also grew up in, like, a very, like, con- oppressively conservative Mm. religious household. Um, And she decided in the time that when they got to Vegas and she was like, oh, I should like, I'm going to try and find a dress that I like to wear tonight. And she found a dress that she's like, I splurged on it. I really don't want to get married multiple times in my life while I don't know. Like, but she's like, I splurged on this wedding dress. It covers my scars is what we know. We don't, Mm. we don't know more about that. So the door crashes open. Scott stumbles in, completely trashed. Love that. Completely, completely trashed. They exchange rings. He actually, like, she got his ring size wrong. So, like, she, like, shoves a ring that's way too small. (laughs) Well, she realizes it's not going to fit. He's like, it'll fit. It'll be fine. Like, jams it on his finger. Ah. The ring he got her, he actually, like, got her, like, a very, very nice, bougie Tiffany's diamond ring sort of energy. Um, but it's too big. So like his is too small. Hers is too big. Um, when he kisses the bride, they're like, oh, we do still have that chemistry though. I know I need him in the balls before, but <laughs> we do have that chemistry. So this is like, this poor woman clearly has had a very difficult life and is thinking back on her apparently difficult life that we don't have a ton of details about. She's like, I didn't want to do this in the first place. I don't ever want to get married again. This is my one shot. My stupid husband-to-be is nowhere to be found. And then shows up, smash hammer fucking drunk. Yeah. And she's like, all righty, here we go. That's sad. I don't know what I would do if I showed up on my wedding day and my husband was trashed before the ceremony. Nothing good. My husband just like chuckled, which he I did. don't I don't know how to interpret just that. Concerning. My husband was sober when we got married. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> he just says you would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, you know, that would not 
that would not have gone gone great. Nope. I did have some friends get married, Florida, and the groom gave all of the groomsmen filled flasks as their gifts. Oh. But then they all drank them before the I, I'm like watching them take pictures and there's like a gate at the entry of this like of the drive of this like very nice event space. One of the crimson is like hanging off of it. And I was like, oh yeah, there he is. <laughs> he, he's my friend. I know him. <laughs> like when the, when I tell you, I was so proud of the groomsmen for making it down the aisle <laughs> in a straight line. I was like, oh thank fuck. He didn't fall over. Nobody tripped. I was like, no one was swerving. Like there was no bob and weave happening. I was oh so nervous. God. Like truly, what would you do, Hannah, if you showed up to your wedding and your spouse your soon-to-be spouse was trashed. I mean, I, it depends. If it's my I mean, current husband, I'd have been like, well, it's been really nice knowing you. I love you, but I'm not doing this. Bye. But that's probably what I would do regardless. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, very little context in which I would be, like, yeah, you get a pass. You know what I mean? No, nobody gets a pass. Like, you don't get a pass. No, I was also once at a wedding where the groom, like, between the ceremony, so like the ceremony took place, the ceremony and reception took place in a gazebo. So there was a ceremony, everyone went and ate on the lawn. Right. And then they flipped, like they took all of the chairs out to the lawn and then the gazebo was there for dancing. So like in the time, like there was really no place to go. Like you were very much out in the open all the time. Um, by the time dancing started, his eyes were so glazed. Like he was so stoned. Oh. Like, to the point that, like, people were noting it, right? right? And I'm like, I do remember, and I should formally apologize to our best man at our wedding, but I told him if he was stoned at our reception, I would cut his balls off. <laughs> and he's like, no need to threaten me. And I go, not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> like, Jesus, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Then he was like, <laughs> I think afterwards he, like, told Vance, he's like, your fiance is intense, man. <laughs> She's a little scary, my guy. But well, but also that was the context I had. Like, not just, like, someone who, like, recreationally, casually is, like, a little high. But, right. like, someone Somebody where, who like, took the edge off or whatever. Yes. Like, the difference between, like, the my experience was a groom being so blazed at his wedding that all of the wedding guests were like, did you see him? Right. Right. So that was the context. I should apologize to our best man because he's a really wonderful human and <laughs> – I realize it came off a little strong. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I think it depends on a lot of things. Like, how much money have I already spent on this day? How many people are here? What time is it? How much notice do I have? Like, I can see, I would hope that I would be firm enough to set a boundary and be like, I am not fucking doing this. With do you, you need right to give now. a speech? Right. Yeah. But also, it's like, hold on. Is it even legal at that point? Like, if you're that intoxicated and we sign a contract. Like, oh, yeah, and you're the witness. Right. No, that is fair. Two things. One, I watched a TikTok yesterday <laughs> of a mom giving a speech at her son's wedding. And oh, she's no. like, let's call him Bill. I don't know what his name was. And she's like, so, Bill has always had a thing for feet. Is where it started. <laughs> he, like, spits his drink out. And he's like, mom, what the fuck? <laughs> And she's like, truly, every girl he dated always had really nice feet. And when he told me he wanted to go to the University of Hawaii, I thought, all the girls there will wear sandals. This will work. He will meet a nice one and be able, like, he will see that she has nice feet. He's like, and when I met his current wife, 
she has great feet. It was like the whole speech. No. I you, was you dying. Can't, you can't come back from that. I like, don't think she was trying to come back from it. Like, no, I mean, Bill can't come back from that. <laughs> <laughs> like, your mom just dragged your foot fetish in front of Christ and everybody, and then it made it to TikTok. You, like, RIP, Bill. That's it. That's it for oh. him. Oh, truly. Also, <laughs> I was talking to a girl last week who told me, she was like, yeah, when I got married, we didn't even invite our family we rented a house in Costa Rica and partied for a week. Nice. She's like, the one thing my husband requested was fire dancers for the night of our ceremony. I was like, that feels like a great time. Yeah. yeah but I'm like, all right, that also feels a little different to me. If you're high in Costa Rica and there's some fire dancers there, that is a different energy context. than like, yes. It's our whole family is there. Church wedding. Right. Well, to be fair. I didn't get married in a church, so. Me either. I didn't. That wouldn't really matter. But I got married in a vineyard. Honestly, let's be real. I think Jesus would have preferred because wine. I would agree. Not that the wine there was incredible, but we did feel out. Like, we're like, you can't bring outside wine to a vineyard, can you? That feels in poor taste. Kind of rude. It would. So, anyway. anyway um, <laughs> so they're married. Scott had a lot of wine or whatever he was drinking the night before, showed up drunk. The next day, Scott is super hungover. He hears Sydney on the phone just being like, it's done. <laughs> like, she's talking to Frank. Um, and he walks out annoyed, and he's like, you couldn't have, like, stayed quiet. Like, they were in a suite, like, a giant suite, had their own bedrooms, right? He's like, you, that, like, you couldn't wait to take phone calls out here until, like, a- afternoon. And she's like... Yeah, so it's 3 p.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just got back from a run. And he noted, like, he, like, noted, he's like, oh, she looks real nice in her workout clothes. <laughs> he's like, I wish my wife weren't a frigid ice bitch because she real good looking. <laughs> so they get back to Wyoming. He continues to be a dick, like, doesn't talk to her on the flight back. Um the next day, like, she comes to the office at the ranch. Like, she meets Laurel and Ryan. And, like, he just continues to be a dick. But also, like, in being a dick, he's, like, expecting her to be really high maintenance. And she's not. So, like, nothing is phasing her as he hopes it would. And, like, Ryan says something about, like, yeah, one of the bulls is, like, causing a bunch of problems. Like, we might have to, like, do something about it. And she's, like, <gasps> Like, oh, like. Yeah. And and Scott's like, that's the way the land, baby doll. Like, <laughs> very much like. Macho if, if, Yeah, if you bag. can't handle ranch life, like, if animals being put down in humane ways. And then Ryan's like, yeah, I just meant we'd have to, like, put him in a different pasture <laughs> for the record. <laughs> I am loving that everybody is just, like, cutting him off at the knees 100%. Oh, we're not here for it. Oh, no. Like, so Laurel's like, we would love to have you over for dinner tomorrow night. And Scott's like, we can't. I'm busy. And she's like, what about Wednesday night? He's like, can't do that either. She's like, what about Thursday? He's like, nope. And so then she just looks at Sydney and she's like, do you want to get lunch on Friday? (laughs) And then she looks at, and, and Sydney's like, oh my gosh, that'd be like so nice. And then Laurel looks at Scott and she's like, and I will be taking a long lunch. Like... Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. Also, like, Scott yells at her, and he's like, you can't wear those, like, 
tight running leggings and be distracting my men. I don't Ranches like are dangerous places. I don't like that energy. I mean, he's also, like, not entirely wrong, and that does come into play later. Mm. Um, but, like, yeah, part of it's just being a little bit possessive, but part of it is he's, like, don't be, like, I think at some level there is genuine concern that she, like, ranches are unsafe. I mean, like, yeah, like, I wouldn't, like, maybe, like, dangerous isn't the right word, but, like, unsafe. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to be more vigilant, like, very large animals and heavy equipment, heavy equipment, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Right. So, but even like Ryan is like really amused and smiling at her. Then Scott's like grumbling to himself. And he's like, why is my best friend fucking like smiling at my wife like that? <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to have her, but like, I don't want anyone else to have her. <laughs> it's kind of his. I'm very annoyed by him. Like it's adorable that he's all like, The word that's coming to mind, and I know this should not really be the word, but it is the word, like this impotent anger that he has, like that's what I keep thinking. Like like he's so angry, but he can't do anything about it because no one will fuck with him about it. And so he's like, I'm just just imagining like hands on hips and like a little foot stomp, you know, like that's what it is. Is it insolent? No. Insolent? No. Impotent? It's impotent. (laughs) It is. I thought well, it's impotent it, rage. Yeah. I thought impotence was when you were shooting blanks. <laughs> well, that's another word for it. But see the English language. <laughs> it's so hard to learn. But like impotent means like without power. So he has You're, all this anger and he yeah. can't do anything with it. Okay. No, that is that is valid. And you know those do go hand in hand, right? Like, they do. Okay. Um, <laughs> But anyways, Sydney had come to the office to be like, hey, like, I just wanted to, like, tell you, like, the water heater's broken. So, like, I took a cold shower this morning. Like, not the end of the world. Just want to, like, tell you. And he was like, I thought, like, a cold shower. Like, you felt like he was, like, tinkering with the <laughs> water heater in the furnace <laughs> to, like, make it miserable for her. And That's he's like, up. And he's like, she wasn't even faced by the cold shower. <laughs> like, really trying his best. And so then he's like, hey, Ryan, could you have someone um, go out to the cabin to look at the water heater? And Ryan's like, wait, the cabin? No. Oh. No. And so Scott's like, yeah, the cabin. Anyway, on to the next thing. Like, no, he has a whole house, doesn't he? We'll get there. No. But 100%. <laughs> um, that's so fucked up. She didn't give a shit, though. No. So really, he's the only one that's miserable he, and uncomfortable. Yes, so much <laughs> is what happens. But, like, Ryan straight up calls him. He's like, dude, if she wasn't your wife, you would be so into her. She's entirely your type if she was not your wife. Like, you are being a stubborn, impotent, <laughs> not in, insolent. What does insolent mean? <laughs> Vance, can you look up the word insolent? I feel like really I fast? know what insolent means. It's like 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 irreverent and like not not following. I think Vance looked rules. it up if you want him to tell you instead of I trying do. to figure Did it out. Did he do it already? That was fast. Audaciously rude or disrespectful. Or so yeah, irreverent, as I said. Insolent. I nailed it. Presumptuous or insulting in manner or speech. Yeah, so, so we're both right. Both impotent and insolent are yep. valid here. Yep. Cool. So Sydney's like, all right, I'm going to go into town. I'm going to get some groceries. 
She really loves cooking. We also learned that, like, growing up, she essentially just ate, like, boiled chicken and unseasoned, like, veggies and rice. Um, Ew. Yeah. Also, not because, like, her the family couldn't afford better, just because, like, the, like, very, like, the Lord doesn't like flair and fl- like kind of right. one of those right so that any sort of seasoning will make you sin human is against the lord <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even get me started on paprika listen coriander the the path to hell is paved with coriander <laughs> not good intentions spices spices and seasonings yes um and so she goes to the, the grocery store, like, gets all this stuff. Like, ma- and she's like, okay, I'm going to, like, make dinner. Like, I need, I need to eat anyway. I'll make enough for both of us. This motherfucker walks in, like, takes one, bo- one bite and is like, it's missing something. And just, like, gets up and, like, walks out. Wow. Yeah. And so. I'm, I'm Team Sydney. Yes. It, like, we will become Team Scott. And it's like, yeah. when you read it, it's more endearing than probably how I'm, like, describing him right now. Right. Um, but, yeah, he, like, continues to be aloof. He's, like, gone every morning before she wakes up. Kind of energy, like, stays out really late. Um, Sydney's sassy gay assistant, Miller, shows up because. We love a sassy gay. Yes. And, I like quintessential rom-com trope, <laughs> right, right. a sassy gay assistant, um, which, like, he shows up with a truck with, like, all of her stuff that, like, got shipped out there, and Scott, like, sees her, like, talking to it. He's like, who's this random who's dude? Yeah. Like, my very, like, he's, he, Miller's married to a man named Paul. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. He's not a threat. Um and is, like, definitely a dick to him when he meets him, but then, like, less of a dick when he learns he's gay. Right. Um, but it's also, like, babe, why do you care if I'm talking to a man? You're never around. You don't want to spend time with me. Like, well, fucking shit or get off the pot. But then, like, in Scott's, like, internal monologue, you definitely, like, it's very much like, and I don't like her stupid hair and her stupid cute face. And, like, <laughs> it's kind of his energy. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so middle school. It is, but he's 38 and runs a... <laughs> ranch in Wyoming. <laughs> what a mess. Um, but, so then on Miller's final day there, um, Miller and Sydney go out for lunch at the Four Seasons. And then when they walk in, Scott's at the bar um, and had been there for a business meeting, which Sydney like doesn't know. But like he's chatting with the bartender that he's friends with, who is also an ex of his, and like is like smiling and laughing with her. And Sydney's like, he doesn't smile or laugh with me. Even Aww. though, like, it actually is innocent. Like, right. And to the point that, like, Scott sees Sydney and then is like, why do I feel so guilty? Like, nothing was happening. It was entirely innocent. But is like, maybe I've been a dick, but, like, I got, like, blackmailed into this freaking marriage. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much, like, what he keeps coming back to. He's like, I got blackmailed into this marriage. Not necessarily realizing, like, Sydney was strong-armed as well because she's been keeping her mouth shut. Why would she agree? You know, he's not thinking about her. No, well, he just thinks that, like— She's in it for the money or something? Yeah, she's in it for the position in the company. Right. Is kind of where he's at. So Scott sees her and feels guilty and is like, okay, maybe I should, like, try and make amends with my wife. So, like, she's running on the property, and he's, like, in his his truck, and he, like, sees her— 
and like tries to talk to her and she just like won't stop and like keeps keeps running and then he like gets annoyed and is like list me when I'm talking to you baby doll and she's like you shut up sweet nuts <laughs> and he's like sweet nuts like what the, what? what the fuck she got a little flustered well she she got flustered and then he's finally like she lost her cool she lost her composure this is adorable <laughs> like he's I like did it. yeah he's like she is flappable <laughs> Like just what a dick, truly. (laughs) But then also, like she wants to keep running, and he is like, it's dusk, and he like whips his truck around in front of her, picks her up, throws her over his shoulder, and puts her in the truck. But he's like, don't run at dusk. That's when bears are more active out here. We we're in a warm spell. A lot of the bears haven't hibernated yet. Never go running without bear mace, like. It's actually, he's like, yeah. this is the time of day that it's safe for you to run. And so he, like, realizes he's been an ass and is like, can I recover from this? Um, like, how do, I, how do I do this? Yeah. So the next day, this really isn't an important plot point. I just think it's funny because Sydney's finally, like, clapping back a little bit. And so... Oh, on the drive, she was, like, humming Revenge of the Clowns <laughs> under her breath. And he's like, what are you singing? She's like, Revenge of the Clowns. What? Like, I don't know. So then the next day, he walks out of his bedroom in this cab, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And she got, like, clown art yes. that she hung on his wall. And she's like, it's um, clown art made by Chilean orphans. Like, <laughs> I remember how much you love clowns. Yeah, there's like a framed picture of a mini horse or a donkey <laughs> that she puts in the room. Good for her. And he just like opens the front door and like chucks it all outside. And she's like, I thought you were an environmentalist. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And why is my wife so into clowns? <laughs> well, so... Um, like flash forward, I don't really know when the timeline is, but it doesn't really matter within this, like that week, Sydney's sitting on the couch. She's hanging out with his dogs. She's like, I've been here two weeks. I've read 10 books. I'm bored out of my mind. Scott's gone every morning before I wake up. He doesn't want to eat meals with me. He takes the truck. I can't go anywhere. Fuck it. I'm going out. I'm making this happen. She's like, I'm going to figure out an option and I'm going to get out of here. So... She takes one of the ATVs from, <laughs> from the ranch. Hell yeah. And it's like an hour and a half later, she like rolls into the bar parking lot, like covered in mud. <laughs> but she's like, I did it. I made it. Can't keep me down. <laughs> Truly. And I'm sure he has more than one truck as a man who owns an entire ranch. Maybe. He probably has more than who one truck. Who can say? <laughs> what a dick. Well, so, like, she's sitting at the bar, befriends the bartender. Here's the life story of the dude next to her who's been divorced three times. And, you know, there's always that dude at the bar who's just like, you're like, oh, I didn't ask for this, but I guess we're in this story. So she's here making friends, charming people, while Scott's over here, like, look at how frigid she is. Also talking about, I think I may have told you this story before, and I apologize if I'm repeating it on the show. Um... Where I was once at a honky tonk in Nashville, the dude who was like, I think about death a lot. 
No, what? <laughs> oh, you were nodding yes. Oh, I thought I thought this was the time that you were at the honky tonk and you ordered whiskey and the guy proposed to you spontaneously at the bar. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, he should have had higher standards. I still stand by that. No, this was the one. It was a different honky tonk. Honky tonk central. Second floor, great nachos. It's like daylight. Noted. It is not after dark. My sister, it's like <laughs> 3.30, 4 o'clock. My sister and I are there to fuck up a plate of nachos together. As one does. This dude walks up and he goes, I like your shoes, and just sits down. That was his entire opening line. He sat down at your table? Yeah. So it was like a long, oh, long, long table. Yeah, long bar table. Okay. Like, we're like sitting at like a, a high, high top, top long table, and we're the only ones there. And he like sits down, and we're just like, we're chatting, we're talking. Suddenly, he just like pauses. And, like, I haven't told him what I do for a living at this point. And at the time, I was answering the um, suicide lifeline, like, the national right. number that is now 988. Right. And, yeah, suddenly he just pauses and, like, looks off and looks back. And he's trashed off his ass. And he goes, I think about death a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> what, how did we get here? <laughs> like, what even? And, like, his, Aww. like, friends finally come up and find him. At one point, like, he had his arm around my sister, who was visibly uncomfortable. And I just went... I need you to take your arm back, buddy. Like, get your arm off her. She's not yours to put. Like, and he's like, oh, okay. Like, just true trashed guy in Nashville energy. Mm. Yeah, that's what I, I'm like, when. I think about death a lot. That is like, I've had people just like spill their life story to me at a bar. But I do think that was like a different level than I had ever experienced before. I mean, I had people. When I was tending bar and, like, waiting tables and stuff, I I had one guy once that was like, "Um, do you believe in reincarnation? Because I feel like, and he went into this whole thing about what he thought his past lives were, and it was a lot to deal with. Um, And he fell down a little bit, I feel like, if I'm remembering correctly. That that makes sense, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a tequila bar. It's not like it was a classy joint, but still. It's like um, the— bar that my husband and I frequented often on our honeymoon because they had really great fish tacos. So we went to this bar like we were in Belize for like five or six days and we probably went there for at least four times for fish tacos. (laughs) And um, not the classiest establishment, but I was like, we're drinking beach cocktails. And so I kept ordering pineapple juices and rum, which were on their menu as panty rippers. And nice. I hated myself every time I ordered. I was like, tell me it's not a classy establishment without telling me it's not a classy establishment. And I was like, yeah, the the drink menu options were all in line with the name Panty Ripper. Mm-hmm. My husband thought was hilarious every time I ordered it because I looked a little uncomfy. <laughs> we did uh, tequila or pineapple infused tequila, like Ooh, free birthday yeah. shots for people. Ooh. So we had this like big vat thing on the bar full of pineapple in the cheapest tequila that we had. Of course. You're not going to use good tequila for it. And so every, I can't even remember how often, but every so often we would switch it out. So we'd mm-hmm. switch out the the pineapple and put like fresh tequila. So we would kill the thing. Well, if you want to get real drunk real quick, you eat that pineapple. Oh, yeah. And then you regret a lot of things later. Mm-hmm. But that's how we would close down the bar sometimes is we just would eat, eat the- all the pineapple in there. 
And then we'd be like, all righty. Like, so. I don't know if I can drive home. Ubers for everyone. Yeah, 1,000%. Yep. So, all right. Sydney is getting the life story of divorced three times, man next to her. Um, this, like, real, real attractive, like, young. She's, like, way too young for me. He's, like, 20, and I'm in my mid-30s. But um, we meet Drake, who walks up, and he's, like, oh, like, how's the water heater doing? And we learn he's the ranch hand. Oh. Um, so she's sitting there having a great time at the bar, making all these friends, so proud of herself for riding the ATV. Covered in mud. Right, covered in mud. We cut to Scott. Scott's out at the same bar for drinks with Ryan. And Scott's like, oh, like, where did Drake go? And Ryan's like, oh, uh, he's, he's hitting on a real cute blonde at the bar. Oh, no. <laughs> Scott's like, good for him. But, like, he was like, he, he got the, the nickname Cowboy Casanova for a reason. Like, <laughs> um, but also, like, Scott's like, yeah, like, just in his inner monologue, he's like, all I do is go to my house every night and sit and watch sports ball. So I finally, like, came out with Ryan first. So, like, he's not out. He was going to his actual home. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging Leaving out. Leaving her in the cabin. Hanging out at his actual house <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. What a dick bag. Oh. <laughs> dick bag. <laughs> so so <clears throat> I saw a fake commercial on TikTok for a fake brand, or I guess it, it is now a real brand of potato chips called Dicks. And it's like, give your friends a salty bag of dicks. And it like made me laugh a lot, but he said something about a dick bag on that. I mean, I have seen where you can send a chocolate dick to someone in the mail. Sure. You can also send a potato to someone you in can, the mail. You can, just yeah. a potato. Just mm-hmm. a potato. Yeah, so Scott has essentially been staying out at his own house, sneaking back in late, sneaking out every morning, is super sexually frustrated because he's like, the only person who's doing it for me is my wife. And like, damn it, damn it. Um, and so then Ryan, like, from his seat is, like, looking at Drake at the bar. He's like, yeah, so, like, what, what's Sid been up to? And Scott's How like, is Sydney? Yeah. And Scott's like, oh, like, you know, she's just been, like, hanging out at the house, like, hanging with the dog, or hanging at the cabin with the dogs. And Ryan's like, are you sure? And he's like, what am I missing? And he's like, I think, I think she might be at the bar right now. And Scott's like, what? Whips up, goes, like, rushes over to the bar. Realizes she's a little drunk. <laughs> but like looks and like says to like the bartender, he's like, What have you been serving my wife? And the bartender's like, So I didn't know she was your wife, bro. Like I knew she was married, but like what? You're married? <laughs> like it's not common knowledge in, right. in the town at this point. And then Sydney's like, Meet my friend. He's been divorced three times. But then like in her drunken stupor, she's like, I don't even want to be divorced once. Aww. Like it's very much her energy. And he's like, Damn it, she's adorable. Like my wife is so cute. Um, but yeah, then he has this like, shit, is my wife the only woman who does it for me? Kind of like moment. And so then he's like, So how did you get here? And she's like, I drove myself here. <laughs> and then like when they like, he's like, All right, I'm taking you back home and taking you to the cabin. Um, and so he's like, sees like this the, he like realizes she's covered in mud and that she's just so proud of herself for riding this ATV <laughs> into town and being resourceful. That is super cute though. It really is. So 
on the drive home, their sexual tension is like definitely like there, there. and growing. And he's like real at like, they're like, yeah, we definitely have chemistry. And she reminds him that she's leaving to go back to New York the next day. And he's kind of like, I don't want to do that. Like, I like, don't like eat dinner with her. But, like, she makes really good food and she bakes really good things. And she's real cute. <laughs> she smells real nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I don't want my wife to go to New York. I think I'll miss her. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> Truly. Like, and so, like. Sydney's also definitely feeling the sexual tension, but Scott's like, just to be clear, we're not having sex. Cause he's like, she's very impaired. That's right, not how right, any of this right. is playing out. And he's like, but if I, if we were going to have sex, this is what I do to you. And then there's like a lot of details of like the, I'd lick your body all over and jam my cock. Like right. very much <laughs> like that whole. Um, yeah. Just the gratuitous. Yeah. Right. Well, because, like, they're both feeling sexual tension. Then he's like, just to be clear, we're not going to have sex. But if we were, this is, like, what I do. And she's like, did I say I was interested? (laughs) And he's like, oh, is farmhand jailbait more your type? And she goes, then he goes, no, no, I'm sorry. I got excited to say this. And then I got my people confused because she's like, did I say I was interested? And he's like, is farm hand jailbait more your type? And she goes, I'm not really interested in sleeping with someone who's given more rides than Disneyland. And he's like, (laughs) he just goes, well, that should tell you how fun the ride is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, this is like the whole book. It's just, I like it. Right. It's nice. Um, And so then he's like, like, she's kind of making eyes. Like, there's the, uh, like, she's like, if mm-hmm. you tried to kiss me, I'd let him. Um, and then he's like, go inside, Sydney. Like, oh, like. Like, he's, you are drunk. But also, yeah, like, because he's trying to be respectful of her in this situation. Yeah. So, the next morning, Sydney wakes up. Surprise, he's not there. She's very hungover. The house is freezing. The furnace isn't working. She'd gotten Drake's number the night before. Oh, no. Well, because he was like, text me if you ever need me to, like, just come out directly to, like, fix something. So she texted him and was like, hey, can you come, like, look at the furnace? And so he, he's like, yeah, I'll be there in, like, 10. So he shows up. And she's like, oh, like, where's Scott? And, like, Drake just looks confused and is, like, at his house. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, what like (laughs) so she's like could you remind me how to get to his house from here i hope she fucks his shit up so she makes it up and it's like a ten thousand square foot (laughs) mountain mansion like stone glass just like stunning mount like the house you would expect him to have in the mountains this whole time um slams on the front door this woman named jan answers it and she's like who the fuck are you like is what she says to jan because she's amped and jan is like i'm the house manager who the fuck are you sweetie like (laughs) and she's like i'm scott's wife and like and he's been like where's scott because he's been lying to me this whole time and i've been living in this 500 square foot freezing ass cabin with no hot water and so Jan just, like, looks at her and, like, steps aside and is, like, all the way down at the left. Please take off your shoes and don't get any blood on the carpets. <laughs> it's like, 
That's excellent. I yes. love Jan. Yeah, she's like, I she's like, I think I can fuck with Jan. I think she was yeah. like, don't get any blood on the carpets. They're Tibetan. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. That makes sense yeah. then. So Sydney barges in, Scott is in his bathroom taking a hot shower with his heated floors. <laughs> And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? This bathroom has heated floors. And she's just standing there dumbfounded. And Scott, like, takes the like-what-you-see approach. Oh, no, 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 Scott. Yeah. No, 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 sweetheart. Read the room. Well, he did. Because <laughs> like-what-you-see. And she's like, I do, but that's not the point. Is kind of the energy. Because <laughs> they end up kissing. like, oh, Of course. Like, the, like, he gets out of the shower. They're screaming. Like, she's yelling right. in his face. He... Kisses her, picks her up, puts her on the counter. And then he's like, oh, we should have been doing this all, like from the start. Like, my back is killing me from that mattress. And it's like he dumped ice cold water on her where she's like, oh, yeah, now I remember. That I'm here to kill you. Yeah. I remember like, <laughs> what even? And so she's like, I knew you were immature and selfish, but like, this is next le- level. And like, I gave you every chance to back out and you didn't take it. Like, who are you? Um, she's like, I, I knew you were those things, but I didn't know you'd be vindictive. Like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the man you blackmailed into marrying you. And so she just like takes off, doesn't look back, Mm. flies back to New York. It's now after the holiday season, the holidays have passed. So she never went back. Well, it's like a couple weeks. Like the, should be relatively within the time frame. Um, but they, like, didn't talk at all during the holidays. And, like, Scott is definitely pining. Right. Well, and I'm sure he thinks that he's all in the right because she blackmailed me and blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, but also I kind of miss her. I think he felt like he was in the right until <coughs> he realized just how, like, selfish and right. childish she was. And so that's really what he's been ruminating on since she's been gone is, like— I'm a dumbass. Yeah, like, that was shitty of me. Like, we're both in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um he still doesn't obviously have all of the full details of it, but like definitely feels guilty, definitely pining for her. Ryan comes into the office, eats like the last of the muffins that Sydney had made before she left. And like Scott's like, it's my fucking, those are my muffins. Like, <laughs> you can't have those. Those are my, like, you're like, bless you, Scott. You're a hot mess. Um, Frank calls and is like, Hey, there's we're having a party this weekend in New York for my retirement for your marriage. I need you in New York. Um, and so Scott historically does not like to go to New York, but he's like, I'll get to see my wife. Yes, like I will be there. Absolutely, no problem. Like doesn't put up any sort of fight. We flashed to like we're now in New York. Sydney and Frank are having lunch. She. Tells him the cabin story. <laughs> and Frank just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> like, he's like, wait, what? You fell for that shit? And she's like, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, man. Like. <laughs> what the? Well, exactly. Yes. So I'm just supposed to assume he has a second house? Right? And she's like, he told me this is where he lived. There was a bed. What do you want? The dogs were there. What do you want from me? Like, I don't know. Um, and. You can also tell, like, Frank's health is starting to decline a little Mm. bit, but he's, like, ask Sydney for more time. He's, like, I want to tell Scott when I'm ready. So Scott picks Sydney up for um, this big party, tries to apologize, and she's just, like, super aloof, and he's, like, all of the progress I had made in my wife's, like, defrosting of her, like, 
very icy exterior. It's all gone back up. Like, But it's like, were you trying to make progress? You're being an asshole the whole time. Like, were you trying to defrost her? You stupid? I, well, I think, like, after, like, like she'd lost her cool. And, like, the uh, net, like okay, okay, I think okay. they'd had several moments mm-hmm. where her guard had come down a little bit. Right. Then she realized he'd been lying to her, and then her guard went completely back up. Right. But it didn't seem like he was trying to get her guard to come down. It just seemed like he was being an asshole. But I think her guard was naturally coming down. Right. From there, like— like, I think they were both starting to warm up to each other. Her guard right. was coming down, and he's like, oh, I really like this side of my wife. And then he had fucked it all up from right. previous decisions. So she cooled it right back down. Yeah. Right. So he's still warm, and she has cooled it right down. Oh, he's very much now like, I think I like my wife. I'd like <laughs> I'd like to do things with my wife. <laughs> like, so he tries to apologize, and she's like, it's fine. I thought you changed. It doesn't matter. Like, let's just, let's just get through this. When they get to the event, like, Scott's super handsy, keeping her close. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, acting like a man in love. Like, got to sell it. Like, we're here to be married. Like, right. I'm gonna, in his head, he's like, I'm going to take every chance I can to, like, keep her close and put my arm around her. And it's going to be great because <laughs> I like my wife. And, yeah, he was, like, acting. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, acting like a man in love, sunshine. She's like, save your pet names for your women. And he's like, I don't have women. I have woman. I have one angry little wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's the only one that I want. So they're making their rounds at the party. Um, we He gets reintroduced to Miller, is far less of an asshole this time. Um, like, Frank makes a speech and calls for a public kiss between them, like, announcing like oh we're mm-hmm. here to celebrate them and they kiss and then um S- scott also notices that like frank isn't looking too hot and he's like does right. he need to go see the doctor he's looking like he's lost a little weight like i hope my dad's okay but he's like you know he's always been a stubborn man what are you gonna do kind of energy um so scott tries to pull sydney to like go and be able to apologize um and like had was kind of like yeah i mean my like high society wife who's like super high maintenance and then he kind of pauses and realizes, he's like, wait, everyone at this party tonight is, like, Blackstone family and friends. Like, I haven't actually been introduced to, like, Sydney's family or oh. any of her friends. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where, where are your, where's your family? And she's like, I don't have, I don't have any family. And, like, Scott has that, like, oh, oh fuck, I've horribly miscalculated and, like, mm-hmm. made a lot of assumptions. He's like, what about your friends? And she's like, you met them. And he's like that was your assistant. And she's like, I know. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. And she's like, so I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> Good talk. This was great. He goes to her apartment, actually apologizes. Um, and is like, like they're finding equal footing. And then he's like, Hey, we're going to be married for three years. Want a bone? Like, <laughs> it's kind of like the, <laughs> Maybe we can scratch each other's physical itch. Like, we're, we're yeah. clearly attracted to each other. I mean, she's like, I'm not really built to do, like, this casual thing. I know you have your women. Like, it's fine that you have your women, but I'm not built to, like— Right, do. I'm not going to be one of them. Yes, and so she, like, gives him a pillow and a blanket and was like, have fun on the couch. Good night. And then he's like, man, that's even nicer than I've ever said to her when she slept on the couch in that cabin this whole time. So— Yes, he has 100% realized he has fucked up at this point. Yeah. And it's like, how do we make amends? Hey there, smart puppies. 
We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Fast forward four weeks, and when Sydney was supposed to go back to Wyoming, honestly, I need a drink. I've been talking for a minute. Give me one second. Okay. (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. Well, I was literally, I was like, oh gosh, I need a pause. And then I was like, you know what I could do? I could just pause talking, and maybe that would give me the space I need to hydrate. (laughs) I'm double fisting, lemonade in one hand and water in the other. You do what you need to do. Technically, there's a little bit of lemon juice in my water. Mm. Um, So I guess I'm just double fisting different lemon beverages. (laughs) Different uh, intensities of lemon, different levels of lemon. Different levels of lemon. Um. So Sydney had to stay in New York a little longer than expected to do some work stuff with, I don't know, had to do some lawyer things because she's general (laughs) counsel still. Um, When she returns to Wyoming, Scott picks her up, is in his real truck, like his like brand new, fully loaded. Of course. Ram 1500. Is that a truck? whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds right. I think Ford is the 150s and the 250s. It's a big-ass truck. Sure. Um, That's what I know. It's a big, it's a real nice big-ass truck. truck. And he, like, has, um, like, a a full bouquet of roses for her and is, like, very much trying to make an effort. And he's, like, the dogs wanted to come, but I didn't want you to be crowded. So, like, I made them wait at the house. Um, And when they get back to the house— he had Jan like fully stock the kitchen so Sydney could make whatever she wanted. He converted one of the spare rooms into a full office for her because she'd been working on like a rickety table and like is very much like trying to come back from it. Got got her a car so that she can travel around and mm-hmm. do whatever she needs to do and is very clearly trying. So he's out riding horses with Ryan and Ryan's like, so like, what's going on? What's happening? And Scott's like, I'm going to try and date my wife. Like, <laughs> Aww. like I'm making an effort. I want to date my wife. And then as they're riding, um, they're like, wait, where's Tiny, the bull, the one who'd been causing problems? Oh, no. And so when they look out in the pasture, they realize there's a break in the fence and Tiny's missing. So they take off at a gallop, knowing Sydney was like out on a run at that point. And so um, while Sydney's running, they're coming towards her and they're like waving and she's like, hey guys, yeah, <laughs> both hands on the saddle. <laughs> like, and then they're like, she finally hears behind you and looks back and like 50 feet behind her is Tiny the bull who is now this like- is not tiny. Not I tiny. Yeah. Yes. And like now running towards her. So she takes off running, slips on a passive patch of ice. 
um, and like crashes like shoulder and head first oh. after slipping on this patch of ice. Um, but like before that, she while she's on the run, before she sees them, she's kind of thinking like, man, Scott's been like really nice and like, how like he like did all that kind stuff and like sees the gestures that he's doing but also kind of assumes that the gestures are because he's been sleeping with all of these other women and like feels guilty about it so she's like i mean i did pretty much tell him to sleep with other women to scratch the itch so like okay yeah so then these are all the thoughts she's having as her husband is like coming towards her on horse and she falls hits her head and she's like right before they she blacks out she like hears a gunshot and they've like taken tiny down um at the hospital sydney's ultimately okay she has a mild concussion and then like substantial bruising to her knee and shoulders um they did have to cut her running leggings off of her Mm. and scott saw all of these scars on her thighs like her thighs are like completely covered in scars and he had no idea and he's like what the like he is like what happened to her yes like he is clearly not okay that he's like yeah, there's definitely some details I'm missing along the way here. Like, <laughs> I oh. have questions about my wife. Yes. And he realizes, like, if she wasn't okay, I wouldn't be okay. And, like, he's like, oh, I'm, like, I'm falling for my wife. I have feelings. Yes. Um, they get home. He's, like, 100% coddling her. Like, the dogs are trying to be around him, and he's like, back the fuck up. Like, no, no one can touch her but me. And she's like, I can walk. And he's like, no, you can't. Like, like the dogs like to sleep on the bed with her. And he's like, the dogs aren't even allowed in your room until you're healed. Like, like way over the top. Yes. Yeah. So he runs a bath for her and helps her in and asks about the scars. And she um, says they're from her grandfather, but that both of her grandparents are now deceased. And so that's kind of where it gets left for there from there until the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Scott ends up on the phone with his dad to tell him what happened to Sydney. Um, and he's like, my dad really is not sounding oh, very no. good. Um, and then Frank's like, hey, like, I'm going to talk to the board next month about, like, appointing Sydney unless you want to come back and run the company. Like. Right. And Scott's like, dad, like, I've never, that's just not who I am. It's not what I want. And, like, you can tell, like, Frank is disappointed. And, like, this has, like, been a point of tension for them. Yeah. Where Frank has always ultimately wanted Scott at the helm. Um, so Sydney's healing. She is in her routine. And um, she's set to leave for New York the next morning, I think. Um, and and she can't sleep. So she's like, I'm going to go make myself, like, a, a spiked milk, warm milk. Sounds very gross. I was going to say, that's nasty. Well, um, so I, I drink, like, spiked coffee that has creamer in it, but that feels different. That's different than just milk. Like, warm, warm, warm milk. milk and rum. Or, like, I don't know, when people, like, do, like, eggnog and brandy or eggnog and rum, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels... Like, the word curdled is what comes to mind. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, and I think a year or two ago, I was like, I'm going to try eggnog again. No, don't And I will say, actually, like, warm eggnog spiked it. I was like, this isn't horrific. (laughs) But it was also like, I was like, 
well, now what the fuck am I going to do? I have a half carton of eggnog just sitting in here and I had one glass and that's all I'm going to like. I was like, I'm not going to suddenly drink a lot of eggnog. Right. I'm like, one and done was very much. Mm. I've had my one for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for several seasons. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it again this year, not just because I'm pregnant. Right. Even if I, I mean, was- that would be a thing. Even if I wasn't pregnant, it would, <laughs> we wouldn't be doing it. Um, so when she, she goes out to make her midnight drink and try and take the edge off because she's just been up thinking all night. And she realizes that Scott's on the couch and he can't sleep either. And they just have like a really good talk. And he, he asks her if she likes it in Wyoming. And she's like, honestly, like a lot more than I thought. Like it's so much slower. Like you can really breathe out here. Like I'm really finding my space. Mm. Um, and then she asks him how he got the dogs. And then we do learn a little bit more about Scott here as well. We learn his best friend used to work at Blackstone Holdings back in their party days um, and had been on the list for, had put him, his name on the list for the, with a breeder for two of these puppies. Um, there's a dude that like Scott had kind of, not a dude, a girl Scott had kind of like casually been fucking, but like wasn't super into Knew his friend, his best friend was into her. So he's like, yeah, like, let me set you up. Mm -hmm. So one night they're all out at a party. She makes moves on Scott. Scott turns her down. And then, like, the best friend, like, sees this happen. And then he's like, what the hell is happening? And she's like, honestly, I've always been into Scott. I've just been, like, settling until, like, you, until Scott was ready to settle down and would, like, open his mind up. And then, like, the friend, like, pulled out a wedding ring, was like, I was going to propose tonight, but, like, hadn't found, like, Ah. yes. And so Scott's like, well, I'm going to let them fight it out on the beach. They always make it through these fights. I'm just like, I'm going to go. Yep, I'm going to go. And then the next morning, his friend had um, died by suicide. Oh, no. So Scott had all of this guilt. Yeah, yeah. The day after his funeral— was when these dogs, the yeah, it was so like oh, Scott took the puppies, puppies and he's had them ever since. And like, he's like, I left New York because like I didn't want to end up like I, I knew I needed to change my life and change my ways. Right. Um, so Sydney ends up leaving, but they're like on better, way better footing now. Um, two weeks later, Scott gets home and Sydney is finally back from New York. She's dancing in the kitchen in her like, oversized law school Yale sweatshirt um, with the dogs, like, singing, dancing, just, like, having a great time baking in the kitchen with the dogs. Um, And Scott is like, I think I'm in love with, like, I'm so excited she's back. I'm pretty sure I'm in love with my wife here. He's like, I'm going to kiss you now, and then I'm going to peel off that ugly sweatshirt and worship every inch of your body. And she's like, this sweatshirt isn't ugly. (laughs) Priorities, woman. Which feels accurate to something I feel like I'd say. (laughs) My husband is giving me a very knowing look right now where he'd be like, yeah, so that's not the fucking point. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the, you're missing the actual important part of the conversation. Like, that's not the part of the sentence to focus on, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to peel that ugly sweatshirt off of you and worship every inch of your body. You think my sweatshirt's ugly? <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> All the other words. Those are the ones we're focusing on. Um, so she's baking. 
He takes a spoon covered in batter out of her hand, like throws it. The dogs go crazy for it. He goes down on her and then like smears cake batter. Nope. All over her to lick off. Nope. I don't like that. No, it just sounds so unsanitary. <laughs> it really does. Well, like initially, like puts them on her belly. I was like, okay, and then yeah, we can. We, okay, all right. No, and then he spread it other places, and I was like, between the folds. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> You a little I bit. felt like folds was better than creases. Oh, God. <laughs> None of it's good. So did I ever tell you about the time? Oh, oh no. Is that <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, yes. <laughs> this, this is a moment where you should say, oh, no, because it's oh. real bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so um, I was working at a residential facility where we had male and female patients, and we kept them separated. Mm-hmm. But... You know, they still found ways to hook up and, you know, they were passing notes like middle school style and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we once found a note that a male patient wrote to a female patient. And it was one of the filthiest things I have <laughs> ever read in my life. And you've read a lot of shit. I have read fucking filth, y'all. Like, that is that is my brand. It's just fucking filth. Like, there's no way around it. This, it was horrifying. He was talking about, like, I'm going to slurp you up like a Twizzler. What does that mean? But the part- Not like a slushy. Nope, like a Twizzler. A Twizzler. Like a Twizzler. So the worst- Part of it for me that I will remember until the day that I die, I will take it to my grave, was I want to hide Skittles inside you and use my tongue to find them. (laughs) (laughs) Skittles taste the rainbow, bitch. But that's, he was like, because I bet you taste like the rainbow. And I was like, I, no. So I, I can't really eat Skittles anymore without thinking of that. But when you said folds and or creases, I was like, I bet you could put a lot of Skittles. <laughs> you know where you can hide some Skittles? <sighs> In the folds. Yeah, it was bad. It yeah. was bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. oh I no. I want to put Skittles inside <laughs> you and find them with my tongue. Yeah. So Scott licks a bunch cake of cake batter. batter. Ugh. Puts it everywhere. I feel like that is just off. like a yeast infection waiting to happen. Yeah. There's a lot of orgasms. Sure. Um, he carries her to the bedroom for some sex. Um, the next day, she's like, you know, I'm going to call him BHB from now on. Believe the hype Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like. Nice. Lest we think back on the like, I don't, I don't want to fuck someone who's given more rides than Disneyland. That should tell you how fun the ride is. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. She's like, damn. He Point does, proven. He does give a good ride. Point to Blackstone. Yeah. So then, like, I would say it's, like, essentially, like, a montage of, like, happy couple moments and picnics and hose fights when she's cleaning the dogs. And he, like, says her words back to her from when she was drunk where he's like, I never want to be divorced, like, not even once. And so, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, definitely finding their rhythm. Um He's supposed to be leaving for a business trip to Houston. And Sydney's grandmother's lawyer keeps calling. And so they're like, hey, we've sold the house. Like, we know you didn't want your grandfather's car dealership. We know you didn't want the house. But 
this house is an escrow and it can't go to the new owners until you come and take your belongings out of the attic. Like that was part of the will. Come just settle this shit. We'll stop bothering you. So she takes off to Philly um, to really settle everything, but like doesn't tell Scott because she's like, it just feels really personal and like hasn't yeah. like given him all of like these details. Um, and he texts and he's like, where are you? And she's like, I'm in Philly. <laughs> like, and he's like, what? And she's <laughs> like, I'm, it's like for my grandma's lawyer. And then just kind of drops it. So in the box, when, when she gets to the house, there's just like one box in the attic that has her name on top. That's like real creepy. Right? Yes. Like she even said, she's like, I'd laugh at how comically dramatic this was if it wasn't so unsettling. Yes. Um, and there's a lot, there's like several letters in there to her from this dude named Josh, um, who's the guy that she'd hired the PI to look for mm. historically. Um, and she didn't realize he'd been like searching for her too and trying oh, to reach out man. to her. So she goes back to her like shitty hotel in rural Pennsylvania outside of Philly and is like bawling her eyes out. And Scott texts her and he's like, open your door. I'm at the hotel. Like, come out. And she's like, no. Well, no, she's like, no one's ever come for me before. Like, no Aww. one, like, no one's ever done that before. Like, oh, my gosh. They make love in the crappy hotel. Um, and she tells them this, the whole the whole backstory, the rest of what we didn't know, that when she was a teenager, she'd, um, like, her mom had been a teenager, I think, so she was raised um, by her m- maternal grandparents. I think her parents had died in a car accident or something of that capacity. and very religious, conservative, oppressive household. Um, and she w- worked at the library and like, she like, she's like, I did everything I could to get out of the house. So she has been taking lunch in the alley, like behind the library meets Josh, who is working on the construction site next door. And like very much this teen romance, grandpa finds out, forces her to break it off. She like says all of these horrible things to Josh to get him to go away and leave her alone. And then she's really upset, has a fight with her grandfather about it. Um, and her grandfather pushes her down the stairs and she, like, breaks two ribs. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, like, she's, like, six, like 16 or 17 by the time this happens. And so she's, like, finally realizes she's, like, this is leverage where she's, like, mm-hmm. essentially tells her grandfather, I need you to put my entire college fund in a separate account. account. Mm-hmm. Um. If you say, like, I, I will, if you do not, I will tell the authorities that you push me down the stairs. I will show them the scars on my thighs. Like, you will not touch me again. Um, and they had wanted her to, like, live at home and commute to college. And she's like, I will not. I'm moving out. And so grandfather never touched her again. Like, never, never harmed her. Um, but she always felt really guilty. And, like, all these horrible things she said to Josh and never being able to make sure that he was okay. And so the return address is in El Paso on all of these envelopes. And Scott's like, go to El Paso, like do what you need to do. Like, it's okay. So she goes to El Paso. I, I felt like this was like a little, like kind of annoyed me how they did this, where she like parks outside the house, like figures out what house he's in, parks outside sees his, like, gorgeous wife and, like, son and is like, oh, he's doing great. Okay. Decides to leave. But he comes then, out and sees her? Well, then it was like she, like, 
coincidentally ran into him at the gas station by the house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? And Basically. I'm like, really? I'm like, just say she knocked on the door. Like, right. That feels more believable than like, I saw your wife and kid and was like, he's doing good. I'm so glad. I'm going to leave now. Oh, and then I ran into him at the gas station. Could you believe it? I'm like, no, no I actually no. couldn't believe it. You're not from El Paso. Like, this, this isn't whatever. Right. Um, but apparently, like, able to have a great conversation, get a lot of closure there, goes back to Wyoming, um, goes to the bar over, like, sees Scott playing pool um, with a friend who, like, asks him how married life is, and he's like, married life is really great. Like, I love my wife a lot. And, like, she overhears that, and they're like, what? Like, oh you love stars. me? Yeah. And so they're, oh, we're happy. Like, every, Our like. Cliche love moment. Yes, like, you're back from El Paso. Let's go fuck. We love each other. Ayo. Ay. Yeah, it's like very much. I'm like, okay, we can work with that. So fast forward. Not quite sure when this happens. They're doing like, they're just in a relationship. Like, they're married now. They're, they have a marriage. They have a relationship. Right, but he still doesn't know that his dad's dying. Well, now he's dead. That's where we're <laughs> Again. Funny you should mention that. Oh, yeah. Funny you should bring up now. Frank. So Scott walks in to Sydney's office, just like look like face crumpled is like, my dad is dead. He collapsed and hit his head. Oh. And so Sydney's like, did they tell you what led to the collapse? Like, how much do you yeah. know? And then he's like, no, I just like assume like he had a heart attack or a stroke or like something. And she's like, he had cancer, like, and, like, tells him, and Scott's, like, Betrayed. What? Yeah, Scott's, like, you knew, and she's, like, he asked me not to tell you, and, and he's, like, so you blackmailed me into marriage, like, knowing, like, my, yeah, so he's, like, because uh. he was initially, like, hey, we're going to be leaving for New York in a few hours, pack your bags, and instead he's, like, I'm leaving for New York, you need to get there on your own, I don't want any of your shit here when I get back, like, mm. Big time betrayed. Yes. Yeah. Huge. Big betrayed. <laughs> he, he's big mad over this betrayal. Um, <sighs> in New York, Scott is still, like, super frigid, won't talk to Sydney at all. Like, at the funeral, like, everyone knows they're married. Sydney, like, takes one look at him and is like, I guess I'm not sitting with the family. Like, goes and, like, sits with her assistant and everyone's kind of like, that's weird. Well, yeah, what's going on there? Um, so at the office, um, he, w- like, tells her, like, after the funeral, he tells her that he's not going back to Wyoming. Um, he's taking. He's his, taking over the company. Yeah, he's taking, he's taking over the company. He's filing for divorce. And she's fired. Um, well, I mean, she's, like, the CEO right now. So, like. Oh. Like, they're, like, in this weird place, right? Where, like, because right. part of the reason they needed to be married was because, like, the board wouldn't really have approved Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, I would rather see this entire company crumble than see you at the helm. So, like, watch. Damn. Yeah, like, watch the fuck out. Um, and so, and Sydney's just, like, being Sydney and, like, n- Honestly, like, nothing but class and poise and, like, overcoming everything she's overcome and just 
isn't going to fight it, isn't going to be loud. He won't talk to her, but she's like, okay, well, it is what it is. So he blindsides Sydney. Like, she gets called into a meeting. The entire board is there. He says um, that she's no longer going to be CEO. He had his sister sign over all of her shares. He now has controlling interest and will be running the entire company. And that Frank appointed Sydney when he was not of sound mind and that Sydney manipulated him into yeah, his position. Yeah, I don't like Scott. <laughs> so, and Sydney's like, well, there went my entire career. That just got torpedoed. That's my and whole like, life. Yeah, and she's like, what am I? I'm not going to like rant and rave. It's not going to help anything. So she just like, is like, all right, I'm going to make it a peaceful handoff. Like I'm not, I clearly can't stay here. Um, like submits her two weeks notice and is like, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bowing out as, as gracefully as I can here. Like, right. I'm not going to win this. So I'm so not going to fight it. Yeah. So like Scott has appointed a new general counsel, um, who comes in, who's like, Oh, this is a weird sentence, but who's the hot cartoon? Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I was like, Johnny Bravo? <laughs> I don't know what you're asking I don't, me. I, for some reason, I got so nervous about who you were going to say. <laughs> Johnny Bravo is the solid option. Male equivalent. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, Hannah. If it's weird, keep it inside. <laughs> Like, I'm like, who's the hot cartoon? And you're like, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Elmer Fudd, obviously. <laughs> like, it's the hat for me. Like, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> you're like, really, the starting line in Space Jam does Honestly, it for me. Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, it's, it's the dad from Powerpuff Girls. That's the one. I, I could work with that. He's very smart. Yeah. He's very caring. He's Yeah, he is. There are worse cartoons than- <laughs> We named several already. <laughs> yeah, yes. we really- We did name several. <laughs> yeah, so- So what does Jessica Rabbit have to do with it's like Jessica Rabbit is like who I- When like the new council's like super oh, hot. Vix, like, yeah. Like corporate vixen. Corporate vixen. Clearly into Scott is like gonna be trying to make her Putting move. The moves. Yes. And Sydney's Ugh. like, I'm just trying to like get out of this with right. a little bit of my dignity intact at this point. So we like Sydney's been like doing all this behind the scenes. We switched to Scott's perspective. He's sitting in his office. The new general counsel, Jessica Rabbit chick, comes in and is definitely like. Her skirt's hiked up a little too high. Her shirt is, like, has one or two, like... She's not subtle. No, she's very much trying to, like, make a move. And he just, like, shuts it down. And he's like, hey, just to be clear, I don't fuck my staff. Like, like he has gone into, like, ruthless, like... But in this this ruthless energy where he's like, this is... I'm becoming my dad, and my dad would be really proud in right. a way I'm where... I'm stepping into his yes. shoes finally, like he always wanted. Yes, but also, like... He's like, oh, she sat in the chair in front of my dad's desk. Like, it's not like he's mm. still very much removed and, like, viewing everything as his father's and not his own. Right. Um, and so he shuts down the general counsel and then is like, did you have any questions? And she's like, oh, well, like, 
let I need want to talk about the Tokyo deal. Um, Sydney's actually been like super helpful and giving me all of these details. And like Scott's like, of course she's fucking helpful. Like he's like, <laughs> I'm mad, but I'm because like, because she's still- amazing. Damn it. Yes. Like yeah. still love my wife, but I can't believe she betrayed. Like so he's just still like reconciling all that. Sydney walks into the his office and is like, hey, like do you have a minute? Um, and he like notices like she's wearing like jeans and a sweater and is like this isn't work clothing and he's like where where are you going and she's like yeah i'm i'm leaving and he's like you still have two days left in your two weeks notice she's like scott i was here until midnight last night tagging files for your your new general counsel i'm done i'm done um also here's what you wanted here are the signed divorce papers i'm not asking for anything here's my wedding ring. And Scott's like starting to panic. And right. like, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. He's like, wait, what? I didn't mean that. Yeah. And he's, she's like, have a nice life. Like I need to leave. And like, she leaves and like starts like crying and is, he's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. So it's now a month later. Scott's with his family. Um, and his sister's like, <laughs> I love I love that, like, it's not an important detail, but they describe his sister as, like, walking in and sitting down with a glass of wine filled to the top. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep, yes. Um, And so his sister is like, so, mom said you won't grant Sydney the divorce. What's up with that? And he's like, I don't, I don't know, like. Mind your own business. I'll get around to it. It just hasn't been a priority. I'm, like, taking over the business. And then. His sister starts talking about, like, do you remember a couple years ago when, like, mom found that lump and, like, needed to go for a biopsy and, like, I couldn't get out here to New York from California? And, like, you know, Sydney was the one who took mom, right? Like, because mm. she's – Sydney's very much been in his parents' lives. So, like, he was in Wyoming and, like – Very disconnected from them. Yeah, Yeah. And so – She was taking care of them. So much so. And his sister's like, so why are you mad with Sydney for not telling you about dad's cancer, but you're not mad at mom for not telling you about the cancer? Um, and, like, Scott really realizing how badly he fucked it. And he's like, what if I do love her? Like, what, what do I do? Like, oh, shit, help me. Yeah. <laughs> and then his sister's like, you love her so much, you destroyed her career in days. <laughs> I fuck with the sister. I really do. Oh, yeah. All of the supporting characters in I this. I love it. Um, and then, like, his sister is even like, I thought this marriage would do you good, but it really only did her harm. Like, Aww. yeah. And Scott's like, shit, I love my wife. What do I do? Like, I need to make this right. I, like, I, like it was all my pride. It was all right, of, like, right. all of this stuff. It was the shock for my dad. It was all yes. this and that. Right. So Scott tracks down Miller, who, like, won't answer his phone calls and had quit, like, oh, yeah, in the office at one point, they walk past each other and, like, Miller's like, cocksucker. <laughs> and Scott's like, what did you say? And he's like, I said, would you like a coffee, sir? <laughs> and and he's like, watch yourself. Like, are you trying to get fired? And Miller's like, it's my last day. Go ahead. <laughs> like, I love Miller. Right? So much of this energy. But Miller won't take his calls. So he, like, shows up at Miller's place and is like it's the pizza man and then Miller's like we didn't order up damn it (laughs) you got me kind of energy oh god and so he's like Scott's like I need to talk to Sydney 
her, like when I call it, go straight to voicemail. Like I can't get through to her. Like, I don't know where she is. Right. I'm worried. Yes. Yeah. And so Miller's like, fine. A while back, she would brokered this deal and this like Chinese gazillionaire was like super impressed by her and wants to bring her on board. So she's at the Ritz in Singapore. Like Scott like takes off to Singapore. So then we flash forward to Sydney, who is not in Singapore. <laughs> and she gets a phone call from Miller, who's like, so- I love Miller so much. That is excellent. Oh, no, it gets even better because oh Miller calls Sydney. And he's like, yeah, so like, um, Scott showed up at my door and said he like, like wouldn't like leave me alone because they needed to find you. So like I may have said you were staying at the Ritz in Singapore. Um and then I made a reservation at the Ritz, and then I canceled it um, in your name. And then when he called me again, I said that you were in Dubai. And <laughs> so I, I made a reservation in your name and then canceled it. Um, and so then he threatened my life and my husband's wife and all of the lives of my future children if I didn't tell him where you are. And so, yeah, he's, like, on his way. I'm sorry. But, like. <laughs> so he just sent him all over the world. Yeah, I love him. Everyone needs a Miller in their life. Truly. Like, for like real. someone who like, will back you that hard. Um, I love so it. So the funniest part is that Sydney really realized she loved life in Wyoming. She loved being able to be settled so there. She's in Wyoming. So she bought a townhouse in Jackson Hole <laughs> and is in his hometown <laughs> this whole time. Oh, yes. man. And so... Um, Sydney's like out at a concert, like a summer concert with Laurel. And she's like, oh no, like Jackson Hole's like big enough for the two of us. Like we don't need to cross paths. Yeah, it doesn't need he's to be gonna weird. be in New York a lot. Yes, 100%. She's like, it's fine, it's fine. And then Laurel's like, yeah, I don't know about that girl. I think he found you. And like Scott's like standing on a picnic table, like searching the crowd <laughs> feverishly for Sydney. So he like comes up and Sydney's like, all right, well. That's my cue to leave this concert. I have yes. enjoyed it. Thanks, Laurel. See you around. Yeah. So, like, she, like, tries to leave. Scott is following her, essentially, and, like, trying to apologize. And he's like, I love you. Like, I'm so sorry. And Sydney's like, hey, I'm going to say this once, and then we're going to move on and never speak again. You hurt me more than anyone ever has before. And you used my love against me without giving me a chance to, to talk it through. And I want a divorce and I want to move on with my life. So good for her. Thank you. But no, thank you. Have a good day. Right. Wish I could say that I enjoyed this time we've had together. Yes. But please get away from me. So the next day, a bouquet of the same roses, like type of roses that he had like picked her up at the, from mm-hmm. before, um, show up at her house with a letter where like he really explains like, he's like, my dad used to do some cutthroat shit and I 100% like thought like this was just his final move to try and get me to take power and like that this was all just to manipulate me and like I didn't really realize that mm. you were part of this is like you were put in a really precarious difficult situation and you are grieving him as well and like I wasn't able to recognize that and like a true apology, but she's like, right. too little, too yeah, late. Yeah, she's man. like, fuck it, I don't care. So, but they keep going to overlapping events. Like, there's a backyard barbecue. Like, she's there for several hours. When he gets there, she leaves. He like follows her to the front door and like, and they kiss. And she's like, yep, okay, we're not. Nope, not doing that. Yeah, like, can't do that. Um, 
And then she's out at the bar and is supposed to meet Laurel for Laurel for drinks. And then that's when the drunk, like, 20-year-old is like, anyone ever told you you look, like, like lively? She's like, no one's sober. <laughs> um, and so Scott shows up, and she's like, fuck no. She's like, I'm supposed to be meeting Laurel for, for drinks. And he's like, yeah, Laurel's not coming. Like, ha-ha. Got him. I wanted to talk to you. Um, so he's like, he f- follows her outside, I think, again, I don't really remember. Um, he gives her... Th- the signed divorce papers and but then all like he essentially is like I love you I'll leave you alone like I just needed to give this to you so he takes off when she opens the envelope it's like signed divorce papers all of his shares of Blackstone he signed over to her so like she now has controlling interest of the entire company um and like wrote her like a letter being like I love you I'll wait for you forever like just say when and I'm here um, but also, like, this whole time, like, she's missed him as well. It was, like, a shitty situation across the board. Right. She's like, fuck, I do love my husband. I do want to make this work. He he was hurting. He hurt me. I, but, like, I do want to be with him. And so he's leaving to go back to New York. And then it's, like, the quintessential, like. Airport scene. Air, yes. Like, he's yeah. going through security. She shouts his name. There's the rekindling, yes. Like, that's, like, the big finale is, like, the airport where he, like, runs through and, like, or comes back through. She jumps in his arms and and is, like, you said to say when, so. When? when." Yeah, very much (laughs) that. Um, The epilogue is, like, two years later. It's their wedding. (laughs) They are getting married. They have a son. He's been running the ranch. She's been running Blackstone. Um, Yeah, and they get married. And their son's name is Jack. My dog's name is Brandon. Um, <laughs> that's who you hear. Probably the deer in the backyard. Aw. Or I don't know what's wrong with him right now. Um, huh. And so. Yeah. So that is. Cute. Like super cute. Super yeah. like makes a good rom-com. Like I could, yes. I could actually see it becoming a movie kind yeah. of energy. Um. I, it's one of those that I feel like I, like, can easily pick up once a year. Like, I wouldn't say it's something that I'm like, oh, like, it's just a comfort read that I, like, have read yeah. 30 times. It's but a like, decompression read. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's smart. Mm. I don't know. What's our ratings go? I was thinking about that. Irish wolfhounds? Or they are very large. They are quite large. Okay, we can go or Irish wolfhounds. tiny the bulls, but they're even larger. Yeah. So, ironically. Um, no, let's go Irish Wolfhounds. Out of, they are pretty big. Six? Five? I would say like four out of six. Like I'd like rate it four like above average. Okay. Like it's not a book that you're going to be like, this book revolutionized the way I like approach like reading, you know, yeah. but it's one of those where you're like, it's solid and fun. And I think it's a, it's a really good just like, safe rom-com recommendation. Hold on. Hold on. I can't do the math on that. Four six is two thirds. Thank you. There you go. 66.6%. Motherfuckers, watch me do some math. Jesus Christ. That's about all the math I can do. I was going to make a comment about it, but I'm not going to because I was wrong about the comment I was going to make. What were you going to say? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am going to take that to my grave because no one else needs to know about the dumb shit that almost just came out of my mouth. By your grave, do you mean when we stop recording, you'll tell me? <laughs> I'll think Because that's it. what I hope you mean by your grave. <laughs> I'll consider it. Perfect. Um, um, no, yeah. it was cute. Like, I think sometimes I get... I get fixated on on things with certain characters where I'm like, fuck that guy. And then I have a hard time coming back. But I don't feel that necessarily when I'm reading. But when you tell me things, I'm like. No, you you really. When I felt like that's where I was like, reading it, Scott definitely did some shitty things. But I also didn't feel like when I was reading it, I'm not like, this motherfucker could never recover. Right, right. You're like, yeah, because it all just like happens. It's a pretty quick read. I it's under 300 pages, I think. Mm. So, like, it's definitely one of those that I'm like, it doesn't take a long time for the shittiness to, like, move on. And, like, right. I also think that it's hard when we're talking about it because you often miss a lot of, like, the internal dialogue, the context, right? right? And, like, his thoughts and how, like, his actions are, like, maybe not lining where he's, like, realizing he likes his wife. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's hard to, like, capture all of those moments. So right. I do think there's sometimes that, like, I'll be, like, describing it. And I'm like, no, Hannah, he's not going to be that shitty. Just, like, give it <laughs> give it a few minutes and it'll level out again. Right. right. And, like, yes, he 100% had his, like, shitty moments. But I think— They were all redeemable. Yeah. yeah. And he—I think something I appreciated is that he, like, owned all of them mm-hmm. and, like— I think there's a lot of books we have read where, like, the alpha holes— Right. Like, are just, like... Fucking deal with it. Yeah, like, I don't apologize. Apologies are for pussy. Like, and you're, like, no, like, realizing where he's, like, oh, I really did fuck up. Oh, I, like, that really was childish and immature. Mm -hmm. And, like, what was I so mad about? And, like, honestly, I think part of what I appreciated about Scott is he, like, seemed like a dude who just, like didn't necessarily have the skills to process in the moment. (laughs) Right. But then, like, with a little time and space was like, so I'd like to circle back to that. (laughs) Right. I might have overshot. Yes. Um, And so for that, I think, like, it really is, like, funny and cute. And that's when you're like, is it like a warm bowl of nothing? I was like, I feel like it's 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 a step above. Yeah, it's It's a a step above above a warm bowl of nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've read a couple books by this author, whose name I'm not going to try and say again. Um, <laughs> but Angelico. <laughs> marzipan. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Those words have all... Frangelico and marzipan are always two words that have gone together in my head. There's zero rhyme or reason for it. He, I, yeah. There, nope. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I think... Yeah. Th- this was the first book I'd ever read by her. And I do think of all of the ones I've read, it is probably still my favorite. But yeah, like, once again, I don't think it's like winning huge awards right. or like it's not like life changing. Um, We're not breaking any ground here. No, but it's like. It's nice. It's super solid and cozy and cute and like just like a good beach read. Mm-hmm. It's not too angsty. Like it's it's got a little bit enough to keep you engaged, but not so much that it's like stressful. Like it has like the right level of drama yeah. to it for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Four out of six. Irish wolfhounds. Irish wolfhounds. Hannah, what were you going to say earlier? Don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> um, let us, y'all read it. Let us know how many wolfhounds 
Are there other types of wolfhounds? Do we need to specify Irish wolfhounds? I don't know enough about wolfhounds to speak on that. Fair. Let us know how many Irish wolfhounds you would rate <laughs> it. And have a good day, smart sluts. We'll see you soon. Bye, y'all. Well, that's it for this week's Smut Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.